Good morning. It is Tuesday, November 9th, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in Scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. We're moving through the book of Zechariah, and this week we're looking at five different ways that the Messiah, the coming kingdom of the Lord, demands transformation in the lives of his followers. Yesterday we saw how our fasting will be transformed into feasting, that the old ways of remembering our sin and the depression and the suffering that we went through should be put away, and we should be putting on a new seat at the table of the feast of our God. Today, as we look at another passage here in Zechariah chapter 7, we'll see another way that the Messiah, the coming kingdom of our God, demands transformation in our lives. Let me read our passage for us today. I'll pray, and then we'll dive right into it. This is Zechariah chapter 7, verses 4 through 7. Then the word of the Lord of hosts came to me. Say to all the people of the land and the priests, When you fasted and mourned in the fifth month and in the seventh month for these seventy years, was it for me that you fasted? And when you eat and when you drink, do you not eat for yourselves and drink for yourselves? Were not these the words that the Lord proclaimed by the former prophets when Jerusalem was inhabited and prosperous with her cities around her and the south and the lowland were inhabited? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, as we continue to work through this text and we continue to go about our work this week, Lord, won't you be with us? Give us your spirit today to work powerfully in our lives, to give us strength, to give us wisdom and insight and discernment to see this word and how it applies to our lives. God, as we pull truth out of this word, won't you convict us of sin in our lives so that we can grow more into your image, the image of your son, Jesus Christ. We pray these things in his name. Amen. Our passage today is still set within the context of this group of men with very, very hard names who have come before Zechariah and the priests to ask a very specific question. Basically, the temple has started to go up, and these men are asking, hey, we used to feast because the temple was destroyed. Now there's a new temple. Do we keep fasting? Do we continue to abstain? Do we weep over the destruction of the old temple? And as we saw yesterday, the ultimate answer is no. Don't fast. In fact, Feast. May all these fasts be turned into days of feasting and celebration for what the Lord is doing. So, within that context, the Lord responds now to these men immediately after the question. And the question is when you fast and you mourned in these months, the fifth month and the seventh month, was it because of me that you were fasting? Were you fasting for me? And the implied answer here is no. They weren't. And so then he follows up with a second question. How about now? When you're eating and when you're drinking, do not eat for yourselves and drink for yourselves. He's setting up this dichotomous relationship. The feast, the fasts were for the people. They weren't for God. And even now when they eat and drink, it's not for God. It's for themselves. And the Lord gives them an opportunity here. And he says, hey, don't you remember? I've told you this before. From the old prophets, from before Jerusalem was turned over, I brought you this same message. Don't you remember those words? And the message was this. In all that Israel and Judah bring before God, in their worship, it should all be done from a place of devotion and adoration for the king. 
You see, this is what's happening in our story today. These men are men of tradition. They saw what their fathers had done, and now they're following in the same footsteps. And they're in a place now where they're saying, wait a minute, why do we even do this? And they've fallen not into tradition, but into traditionalism. And there's a big difference. This is from a theologian named Jaroslav Pelikan, who said, Tradition is the living faith of the dead. Traditionalism is the dead faith of the living. And here's what he's trying to say. Tradition is what those who have gone before us have done to express their living faith in a living God. They established those traditions because it meant something to them in their own hearts. But traditionalism is when we take the form of what we have done before, and we just go through the motions without considering the meaning anymore. My friends, don't you see the implications for our lives today? In the way that we worship our God, have we fallen into traditionalism? Or do we see why we do the things we do? Do we just turn on this podcast because it's something to fill our noise and our drive on our way to work every day? Is it just in a playlist with a whole bunch of other podcasts to drown out your own thoughts as you commute to work or go about your day? Or do we do this to actually come to God's Word, to actually meditate on what's going on? Now forget this podcast for a second. What about the rest of the things we do in our lives that pertain to God? Do we pray before meals because we're thankful that the Lord has given us our daily bread, given us the food to get through the day? The Lord has provided for us. Or do we just pray, well, because the kids expect us to pray before we eat at the meal? What about going to church on Sundays? I get that part of it is a discipline, and part of it is just getting ourselves out of bed and doing what we're supposed to do. But my friends, do we show up distracted? Do we show up tired? Do we show up wanting to engage every Sunday? Or are we just going through the motions because we're so used to being a part of this community? My friends, there's benefits to the Christian life. There's benefits to being a part of the community of believers, to being around godly women and godly men. And we can partake in those benefits without ever being a real part of this community, without ever really having a heart for our God. My friends, I hope we come to His Word because we want to learn more about Him, because we want to learn more about ourselves, and not because we want to learn more lingo or more examples of Scripture that we can quote in front of our friends to make us look good. We call this a devotion because we want to grow in our devotion to God. Let us not be a people who have fallen into traditionalism, but into a people who are constantly making new traditions because we see their value for growing us closer to our Lord. Let me pray for us today. God, as we now go about our Tuesday, help us to really consider this passage. Help us to see how, in this book of Zechariah, transformation is a response that is expected from God's people now that His kingdom has been established. His kingdom is coming. In this book of Zechariah, the kingdom is yet to be inaugurated. But for us, it is already here. Jesus has come. He's established His ways. His kingdom is coming. And we are a part of it. God, help us to see how our worship cannot be half-hearted. You demand the full hearts of your people. And God, we confess that so often we want to give you way less than that. Lord, as we go on this Tuesday, we consider our hearts and we repent for being half-hearted creatures. Lord, by your Spirit, draw us near. Help us to be full-hearted worshipers of you. We do love you, Father. 
And we can't wait for the day when our sin will no longer keep us from you. And with full hearts and clear minds, renewed in an everlasting body, we can worship you in fullness. Oh Lord, do we eagerly await that day. We pray these things in your Son's name. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you tomorrow.